Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I am here with Army spouse, Lacey. So Lacey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Gracie. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, being an Army spouse, give me like a rundown of what it's been for you. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was a veteran first, so I actually became, I guess I was a dual military. So when I transitioned out of the military my second time, um, I officially became a military spouse for the first time. And that was, you know, the transition out of the military is hard enough as it is. And then I was kind of put into this new class where I didn't exactly feel like I felt like I fit in. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like being a veteran, you know, being in the military and being a woman, I sometimes I didn't get treated very nicely by the spouses because, you know, I work with their husbands all day. So, you know, insecure people, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of felt, you know, like I had those experiences. So I kind of felt like, oh, I don't really know who to trust anymore, you know, out of my element away from home, no family. So very isolating the experience was. I'm sure that's the case for most military spouses, actually, right. just leaving home for the first time, but ultimately rewarding, right? Because I got to be that the backbone for my family, this the stability. When we were doing military, there was no stability. My son was going from, you know, like we had to activate our, our family care plan. So he was going from person to person, like staying weeks at a time every month and at their house while we were in the field. And so I was happy to become, you know, that for yeah. my family. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so backtrack a little bit. Right. What made you want to join the military? Why did you join the military? And what was that like? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I joined in 2005. So it was like very close to 9-11. I was in high school when 9-11 happened. So my family did not want me to join obviously. I didn't like my little hometown of like 5,000 people. I thought, you know, I had bigger ideas for this small little town. So I wanted to get out and like see the world. And the easiest way to do that for me was, you know, the military. It seemed nice, like kind of still taking care of me a little bit. Insurance, health insurance, (laughs) Um, and still a place to live. Not having, I had been, well, I had been on my own for about six months, like living on my own with my friend. So I, I had a real taste of what it was to be a grown up for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and realized I wasn't ready. <laughs> um so yeah, I joined uh in the Battle Buddy program with my friend. We became air traffic controllers and I mean, I loved basic training. That was the the coolest experience I think I've ever encountered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was right for me. Yeah. And so you said that you've been in twice. Mm-hmm. What what happened that caused you to want to get out and then get back in? And then, I mean, ultimately you became a military spouse yeah. um, and you spoke to like the tra- uh, like somewhat normalcy in the family life um, getting out. But what was that, 
you know, kind of roller coaster experience like? It was a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So when I was getting out, I, there was the end of my contract. I had signed up for six years initially and I wanted to re-enlist, but it was during the drawdown in 2010, 2011. So the way that re-enlistments worked then was there were only so many slots for each company and I waited too long. And so uh, by the time I went to go re-enlist, there were no slots for me. And I was pregnant at the time. So instead of like completing my contract, I got out a few months early so I could travel because I was stationed in Hawaii. And my husband was being moved to Fort Rucker, Alabama. So I was like, I need to get out. So I'm not stuck on this island <laughs> alone. <laughs> <laughs> not being able to fly, being pregnant. Right. Yeah, because there's so many things that you have to take into account, you know, building a family and being a veteran or being a service member and then also being married to a service member. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not even know what I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's funny because so many, you see it more with the women in the military. I mean, I guess it kind of goes both ways, but so many women who join the military end up marrying into the military. I don't know how that works, why that works that way, but it's just the way it, you know, it ends up going. And then it's the building family and it's hard to have a 20 year career when your your spouse is in the military and you're trying to build a family at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It was so ridiculous. Getting out, moving from Hawaii to Alabama was just, first of all, was like a change in pay was ridiculous. Was <laughs> and yeah. then, of course, I got, I was out. So there was like reduced of paycheck even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've learned very quickly. I was like, oh, well, um, if I even try to work, I will just be paying for childcare. Yeah. So it was like learning like, oh, I'm, I do need a degree and like how to learn how to write a resume. Like being an air traffic controller in the army is not going to get me very far when I'm a military spouse. Right. And even mm-hmm. being a military spouse, it's still hard to get a job. It's still hard to find employment because a lot of you know employees unfortunately look at you and say, you're not going to be here long you know, we're going to find a candidate who is going to be here for, you know, basically lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which they might not even stay there for their lifetime, but it's just so easily written off. Even friends like, oh, well, you can't commit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that, I think that's why maybe a lot of military spouses have an extensive volunteer, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They want to give back, but it is definitely written off. Yeah, absolutely. So then once things kind of slowed down and the drawback kind of did what it did, um, what made you want to rejoin? Ooh, money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it was like 2011 and uh, President Obama had been, you know, um, extending the unemployment benefits a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. I benefited for like a year or something on the unemployment. So um, that ended. And I was like, well, I liked the paycheck that I was getting in the military. It was like the fastest way I could make that amount of money. You know, I get, um, I didn't have a degree. And so I was like, well, I got it. Now I have to do this for our family as well, you know, because we don't have the money to pay 
like our bills and we were having a hard time, you know, putting food on the table. Yeah. At the time. (laughs) So that was a struggle. So I got back in and that was really, really tough for me because I had just kind of gotten used to being a mom, you know, the ideas like my son was like 15 months old. It was like the really fun time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Hard. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, being a mom, being a wife, being a service member, it, it all compiles on top of each other and they're all hard jobs to maintain. And, you know, one of them's only a real job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> only one of them's making money. <laughs> exactly. So it's definitely hard to balance everything and, you know, still be there, still be present. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, you have to activate your family plan at some point, especially with a dual military family. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really hard to do, you know, trusting people to take care of your children that you don't even know that well. Um, Mm -hmm. My husband, my husband was a um, sharp SARC. So it's a sexual harassment and assault response program. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of knew, you know, the stats for the post and, you know, kind of what was going on. And the only people we could rely on really, because we were so far away from family, both of our families were other service members. So it's kind of like we are risking um, at a young age too. So that was, that really bothered me yeah. putting my, my, my son in other people's hands so frequently. Yeah. Especially because you don't have any control over it. You can't. You know, you can't say, hey, I'm going to have to skip this mission, this training because I need to be with my family. Like, that's just not how it how it works. No. And it was very. The added challenge was my husband and I were in the same company. Mm -hmm. So what that meant was anytime my son had an appointment or something, they kind of had they being our command had control of our entire life. They'd be like, oh, you can go. You can't go. And I would be like, well, I don't understand why we can't both go when both of these people's parents are definitely going. Like Mm -hmm. the service member and their spouse are going to their kids' things. It was very challenging. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So then, you know, getting out, you mentioned that it was a difficult transition from going service member to spouse. And you said some of the challenges and some of the good things, but you know, overall, you know, you have to do what's best for your family, but that comes with the good, the bad and everything in between with it. Yes, it certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just, I I am thankful that I have had that military training, right? Because I, I have been so isolated since getting out of the military that I don't know that I would have been able to do it. Yeah. I tell military spouses all the time, it's the harder job. Out of like being the veteran, I've deployed twice, 25 months deployed. Out of being the service member or being the spouse, the spouse is a way harder job. Mentally. Mentally. (laughs) (laughs) And just, you know, like there's a lot of times where it's like, wow, I'm just doing this by myself. I'm kind of single parent sometimes when I'm not. Right. Because you don't, I mean, your spouse isn't there, uh, you know, and depending on the intensity of the job and the the deployment rate, 
going up and down and you don't have control. You don't know what's coming. And, you know, some days they're here and some days they're gone and some days they're gone more than they're here. Totally. Yeah, that's definitely the case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you kind of have to just, I mean, being a service member, you have to roll with the punches to begin with. But then, especially as a spouse, because you have complete loss of control and you have to kind of take it day by day, but you also have the benefit of knowing the the background of the service member and what that position is like as well. Yeah, I, I do. Like, um, there's a lot of times my husband's, you know, people who are still in, they're like, oh, your wife understands. Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, but it gets him in trouble a lot because I do understand. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, there's no excuses here. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, being the one that being in, you have to roll with the punches, but you're pretty much aware of all the steps. Being the spouse, you kind of just like, hey, this is happening now. And you're not, you don't know all the steps in between. So you're, it feels very blindsided. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, you are totally unaware when actually you're in the spot of the service member, you're able to say, oh, here's what's coming up. You know, it still might be quick, but you can say, here's what's coming up and here's what, you know, to expect. But with the spouse, you, you don't know what to expect and it changes so frequently too. Sure does. (laughs) Yeah. So being a military spouse, I mean, we talked about um, employment being hard. So you have started your own business. Um, tell me about that. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know when this is going to air. So this is going to be very, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> I think in August, I think okay. first week of August. Okay. Well, let me just go with we, me and my business partner. Her name's Megan. We are both veterans. We met in the military in Iraq. Actually, the first time we met was in Iraq. We were both air traffic controllers. And honestly, we didn't have any plans to start a business together. <laughs> and we like kind of lost touch for about 10 years after getting out, out of the military. And then just life kind of brought us back together because I was yeah. in school design. And then we started this granola company called Elevated Oats. <laughs> and we've been doing that since 2019. And I would love to tell you more, but honestly, <laughs> by the time this is going to air, we are going to be closing the business, yeah. which is totally shocking. Um, but we just, we recently went through an Alaska angel conference trying to seek investment. It was, a, it was just in a competition, but uh, we didn't win the, the competition and the process of, it was like 12 weeks long, what it took to do the competition made us really reevaluate like what it was going to take to grow and scale our company. And we're like, I kind of want a simpler life. Yeah. I think it's time to call it. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's the unfortunate reality because it takes a lot of work to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner, to have all of these ideas. And, you know, sometimes it's harder than having an actual job. Oh my gosh, it's so much harder than having an actual job. (laughs) We were air traffic controllers and a lot of people are like, wow, that's a really stressful job. It prepared me for entrepreneurship. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is stressful. 
Yeah, there's so much that you have to do on your own where, you know, you have a team with you in any other job. You have a team, military or not. You've got this group of people all working towards the same thing. And even though if you have a business partner, it doesn't make it any easier because it's still it's relying on just the two of you to carry everything through everything everything every single system building every yes yeah (laughs) we had a learning curve too because we know nothing about business we were air traffic controllers (laughs) yeah it makes it challenging to be able to say hey like let's just start this from the ground up and have to grow your own support grow your own brand create that brand and it's it's challenging. I have some marketing background and I'm going into marketing and it's it's a hard thing to do when you have absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very hard. You know you know the pain. You know the pain. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's not necessarily something that you know a lot of people think of and see like everyone's like Everyone's doing this. Everyone's being an entrepreneur. Everyone's, you know, gaining their own income, but they don't see uh, the challenge that comes with it as well. Yeah, I think that's why it's like um, we talk a lot about people stealing in business, people stealing your ideas, the people worried about it, not worried about it because would never be worried about it because consistency is queen. Um, It takes a lot of grit to continue down that path. Yeah. And just every day putting one foot in front of the other, which is great. We are a very successful business and we are going out with all five star ratings on Google. So my point here is <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we learned a lot and now we can do other things with what we've learned. Yeah, absolutely. There's, this is not like the end, you know, there's always something bigger and better coming forward. And um, I mean, like you said, you learn, you figure out what works and what doesn't work, and you you move on to the next adventure. Definitely. And the next adventure, if, if just a plug here, <laughs> we, we're doing gluten-free granola. So we do have a lot of customers and we are going to be releasing a cookbook with our story and the challenges we faced and all the recipes. That's incredible. Cause that, I mean, that still carries it forward. Definitely. Yeah. So what kind of challenges, you know, I mean, we have the entrepreneurship challenge, but what other challenges do you face as a military spouse trying to just carry on each day? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the day-to-day, it's even my husband right now, he's a recruiter. So I have had the luxury of him at least being home every night. Right. Um, for, for quite some time, but I have had experiences where his command will be like, oh, this recruiting is like a deployment. And I'm like, "Mm, you've obviously never deployed. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been challenging, you know, uh, not knowing when he's going to be home. So like trying to plan dinner, like I like to eat as a family, you know, trying to feel like you have a partner. In the day to day, that's been challenging being away from family. I, I don't have a lot of strong family connections myself, but I do with his family and they live in Florida. We live in Washington now. Uh, <laughs> Completely opposites. Yeah. 
And I mean, honestly, we've moved in the 12 years that we've been married. We've moved seven times, like yeah. just PCSing. That's not just like in, you know, sometimes we move houses in that little area, but just PCSing uh, seven times yeah. <laughs> in 12 years. I don't know how that maths out, but <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, you're averaging about a year and a half in each spot, maybe yeah. less. Yes. It's been hectic that, that I think is trying to plan, feel like you're having a community, feeling like you have roots. I struggle with that every day. Yeah. Every day. And I, I have an 80% disability rating from my time in. So I also struggle with, you know, my PTSD and like social anxiety from that. Um, So if anyone is a military spouse struggling with a mental health condition, that just is an added challenge because you don't feel like you have your partner to really lean on too much. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about, you know, when you first joined having that battle buddy and, you know, your spouse becomes your battle buddy and not having that and being a mom is a whole new challenge. I can get emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Because you never know what to expect. You never know what's coming and you can't necessarily prepare. You're preparing for the unknown. Yes. Yes. And you can't really prepare. I mean, just like moving, you're like, okay, I don't exactly know when we're moving because we don't have orders yet. And like, we don't exactly know where we're going. And it's just like, okay, what can I do that I can, can control? That's a lot of talking to yourself. Like what can I control? (laughs) Yeah. And that's the way you have to go about it. And that's the way, you know, to be a successful military spouse, you have to be like, okay, let's break this down. What can I control? What can I not control? So we're going to control the things I can control and try not to worry about the things I can't control. Yeah, let that let that be because we just have to deal with that when it comes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What are, you know, flipping the script, what are some of the highlights that you've had? You know, just being able to help my husband through his career. Um, I've seen, you know, multiple promotions and been been there for, you know, coming home from deployments. Those those are amazing. Getting to see, getting to be a part of that. Like that's the rewarding part, I think, of being the military spouse is like, oh, this is I didn't do it all for nothing. Yeah. No, you see the purpose and you see the reasoning. And, you know, even though the months of the deployment suck, it all leads up to that homecoming. And it's like you're standing there and you're like, this was all worth it. It was. And it's interesting because I'm saying like, oh, I don't have that daily partner. Right. But I have Mm -hmm. this different partner where like our bond is stronger, in my opinion. Right. Because we've had we've had to do this apart at long distances during during parts of it probably like at least half of our marriage you know (laughs) yeah and it you know when you put it into perspective it's a lot it is it is a lot um you know I feel like I married my best friend when I was in I didn't sometimes I didn't see those relationships um yeah but I feel like I married my best friend so I'm very happy to see him succeed yeah, because in the end, you know, that's 
the most important thing. And that's what military spouses are, you know, supposed to do, quote unquote. Like, you know, we're supposed to be there in, uh, I mean, I say we, I'm not a military spouse, but, you know, you're supposed to be there to see your spouse succeed and you're supposed to be there to encourage them on. And, you know, in the end, if that's all you do, then that's rewarding enough. And getting to be, getting to be the mom, I guess, you know, it's like, I didn't experience, I grew up, I grew up in the same hometown, you know, like I didn't experience what my son experiences. So I get to really, you know, help him and listen to him and like give him something that my parents weren't able to give me, you know, uh, yeah, (laughs) nothing that they would have even thought about, to be honest with you, but um, I just got my son into this Operation Purple Surf Camp yes. for the summer. And I'm so excited about that for him that we're like actually going to fly him out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's so many incredible experiences for military kids and just, you know, thanking them for what they do and the life that they're sacrificing as well to support their families. Yeah. And man, those kids are awesome. Can I just say, yes. like, wow, you've been through so much. Like you, you know how to make friends anywhere you go. Like, you know how to start over. It's wow. I just learned so much from my son. And I think that his, oh, I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> yeah. He is going to be 12 this year. And I have learned so much from him in just 12 years. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And it's amazing to you know, see military kids grow and military kids blossom and those experiences that they get and they they have because of their moving, it's a lifetime of things. And, you know, it's still challenging. I will say that's why I'm like, I've been talked about it on the podcast, I don't think, but I'm starting the new military kid, military child bigs and littles program to, you know, help connect and mentor military kids who are currently going through it. You know, it's such a challenge and there's nothing out there, you know, I mean, there are summer camps, there are, you know, so many things for specific times, but there's nothing that, you know, goes on where it's like, hey, you know, I need to talk to someone who's not my parent. Like, who do I call? You know? Exactly. You know, I'm glad you say that because I have been saying that too. I'm like, there's gotta be something. Why isn't there something? This is 2023. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad yeah. to hear you say that, Gracie. Yeah. Let me know if I can help you in any way. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'll send you information because there's so much going on and it's so exciting. And just, you know, helping military kids. Everyone asks, you know, I just graduated college and they're like, what are you doing from here? I was like, first off, I'm going back to school for my master's. <laughs> like, that's just the way it is. Um, but, you know, everyone's like, what's your goal? What's your passion in life? And you know, I try to think of it and I try to think of an answer. Um, But it's things like this, helping military kids, sharing stories of kids and spouses, being an advocate and support for military families. That's, that's where it's at. And that's where it's special too. Totally. Totally. Um, Are you going to the military influencer conference? No. What is that? Oh, I'll send you information, but it is, um, it's the biggest influencer conference for the military spouses uh veterans duty like all entrepreneurs and influencers um 
Yeah, it's in October. I'm sorry. No, it's in November. It's ready for <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No. And see, those are things that, you know, need to be shared because, I mean, people don't know about it. There's yeah, totally. so many resources out there. Yeah. I'll give you the info. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the last thing I want to ask you, and sometimes it's the hardest question, but what advice would you give to another military spouse? Mm. I would say if you're struggling with community, create your own. Yeah. And that might seem like daunting and hard, but just like start with where you are, take one step, um, think about what you like and just like kind of go in that direction because you can build it. You can build it and it, it can be in 2023. It can be an online thing that can go with you everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I mean, there are so many resources out there. I mean, we just said there's so many resources out there, but so many that are still unknown and unheard of, but you know, most of it's all online, you know, as much as the pandemic sucked, Mm -hmm. we learned how to connect via online, via technology. And that was the most valuable thing that could have ever happened in the worst situation, you know? So it's definitely, you know, Zoom is a thing, FaceTime's a thing, and it's helping connect military families with their service members when they're on opposite ends of the world, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, my business partner and I, for four years almost, have ran a, a business apart. Like, I was in North Carolina and she was in Alaska this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the time difference of that is incredible, yeah. too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's incredible. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story and the incredible things that you have done as a veteran, as a spouse, and as a mom. Thank you for having me, Gracie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Gracewood Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.